Heyo, so this is a part two to a part one, so if you have not seen episode four, part one, I would watch that first before tuning in here. Also, again, this is going to have some sexual themes in it due to the nature of the show that we are reviewing, which is Looking. If you're here for part two, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Rainbow Room. Our podcast about writing, representation, and gay stuff. All right, we just finished watching. Woo! Gay, 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 gay. Oh, man, there is so much to talk about. You thought the first segment was long. Girl, get ready. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, So what did I think? I thought, one, it was a really good setup to a bunch of the chaos that I know is going to be happening afterwards. And it's Uh kind of interesting seeing, like, all the little bits and pieces especially with a particular relationship that was like, Oh, this is, this is going to become a shit show. I mean, I thought it was like really good just to kind of see, I'm kind of like, yeah, remind myself where certain relationships will be going. But then also it's like not triggered me, but at the same time, it's like, Oh my gosh, like I'm kind of like this person, but I hate that I am like this person. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, on one of my TikToks, someone said that like people didn't like looking because of the mirror held up. It's like, (laughs) This is Black Mirror for gay people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, okay, so what you said, how this is, like, really a nice setup for everything, I think it really is. Like, in terms of the writing, it's extremely, extremely well-written. It's a very strong pilot, because as I said in the last episode, like, a a good pilot should set up what's going to happen for the rest of the episode, and you can just see how clearly this is setting everything up. So, So you have Patrick, who is trying to navigate between a very sexual environment and then trying to navigate what he wants to be and if how he kind of wants to look for something more serious. And then you have Augustine, who's like trying to navigate this relationship and if they should take it open or not and how that's going to affect them. And then you have Honey, you already know that. And then you have Dom, who's like has this ex and is you can see him feeling desperate because he's reconciling how because he's aging, he's not able to hit on the young guys he was able to and is now at the end of the episode reengages with his ex. So it's like it's just such a clear setup for everything that's about to happen. There's no like ambiguity here about like where they're going to be able to take this. It's like, oh, they've they've built themselves a really clear path here. A path that's also going to be a long journey, too. It's not like oh this is like so simple like kind of like oh i just need to like find a boyfriend and all that kind of stuff well i'm like yeah no definitely a lot more kind of also with patrick there's like the the bit you know now they kind of mentioned with his like family and how he's kind of like which a lot of us kind of do wanting to be wanting to like satisfy and bring the best to your family because we are gay you know um, yeah. so the kind of slightly perfectionist side that a lot of us tend to go towards because it's like, oh, we were quote unquote born imperfect, but we want everything else in our lives to be perfect for, mm. for mm. the family side of it, you know? And that's like, you know, You're like, like Dom was like, that. exactly there very much that. So yeah, that was like, Ooh, okay. There, there's are some complex issues going down here all around aging although that's like one of the big things with becoming gay you know like in the community it's like 
we have like that forever Peter Pan syndrome, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then relationships, whether to be open or not. We can talk about that later, but that's a big thing within the community. I, I will Staying say, I mm-hmm. like in my experience, an open relationship is by far the standard, like the most common relationship format that I've seen for gay men. Not polyamorous, not monogamous, open, just like across the board. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's because all then- the ones that are monogamous are staying inside. I don't know. But the ones you meet out in the wild, they're all open. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So then, yeah, you have Augustine about the openness. You have Dom with aging and then Patrick with like family acceptance slash even like g- being the single single one and getting into and hasn't had a long relationship. That's where it hits me a lot because he's like, he even lied about it. He was like, oh, I'm only here for like, I had a six months. He's like, girl, that wasn't even five months at the most. <laughs> like, you know, a lot of us and I would, I mean, I wanted to pose this question later. Like, you know, I haven't personally had a long relationship too. So that's why it's like part of me with like Patrick is like, oh gosh, this kind of hits like a pretty hard. Yeah. I've also never had a long relationship. Uh, Eric Martinez, how did you oh. feel? You're, you're quiet over here. You're brooding on some thoughts. I <laughs> was the, talking about the whole, like the judgment that came from that date that Patrick went on in the sense oh my of God. Patrick fudging how long his longest relationship had been and then the guy being like five years and that judgment that came from the guy with the long relationship was so bonkers and also <laughs> real that was such mm-hmm. a like a crazy lens to observe that like I don't think I've been on a date first date that's been that bad but like I felt like the inkling of it yeah no there was just so much they really encompass a lot of the different like things you forego across these three characters, which is really so impressive and cool. Um, just while, while we're talking about the date, I just think it's from a writing perspective, it was such a cool and smart idea the way they did it because like they needed to make this a date that went badly. But what what I like that they did is they didn't just make the guy a uh, like evil person. It seems more of like a coming from not knowing social cues than from actually being mean. But yeah, he's like so extremely judgmental, and you're watching it and you're like cringing the whole time. I'm like, oh, boo boo. I would have slayed him. Like, <laughs> first of all, who gives business cards at a dinner? Like, that's <laughs> not a thing. And then while he was at the dinner table to ask if you're a DDF, like, what, what's, what, what's DDF? Drug, drug and disease free. Oh, yeah. At the dinner table. Like, do people not have manners? And then he has the audacity. And given Patrick should not have mentioned the whole cruiser thing during a dinner, during at dinner, that is that was not. Yeah, I mean, you kind of feel bad for him because it feels like he's like getting comfortable. His walls are coming down, and he's like, "Oh, we're in good company. I can say whatever." And then he realizes, like, "Oh, I am not in good company." Exactly. I was like, "No, that was too fast. That was exactly." I guess he got maybe too many drinks too soon although he only had two glasses of wine so <laughs> i don't think he was i mean well i guess he's not from ut so i don't know how <laughs> <I would just>, uh, <laughs> so, um, when he was calling off the date both of y'all were like physically cringing and like eric was literally like waving his hand that he's doing it right now <laughs> i like no uh-uh i uh, just like it's hard he, to watch he became elitist as soon as he started talking about like the discrepancies between who had the longer relationship. And it's just as soon as he was like five years, I and mean, then he just like immediately saw himself as better than Patrick. And I Ooh. was like, uh uh-uh. uh, that. 
I didn't like that in the slightest. Goes back to maybe the first mistake was Patrick being like accepting, like trying to be like make himself compatible with him from the from the OK Cupid. I mean, who uses OK Cupid? So I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, I did a guy from OK Cupid once. It actually, it was one of my better dates. Where's she at now? What? Where's she at now? El Paso. <laughs> Dead and gone, exactly. Uh, <laughs> get him on the pod. Get him on the pod. Oh my god. No, he's cute. He's nice. <laughs> okay, so my overall thoughts is I thought the writing was phenomenal. And I don't know if you guys agree with me on this, but there's something about it. It just, the whole show seems so straight. Just like the way they speak, the dialogue, everything. It just like if you listen to the way that we talk, and then you listen to the way that all this gaggle of gays talks, it's it's just very different. And you could call that a dramatization choice. And and sometimes we do this later, but I'm just going to jump into it now. And that like I was very shocked to find that it's such a gay crew in terms of gay writer, gay director, mostly mm. gay actors. It is very gay, but it just feels like it's written in such a straight voice. I really expected the writers to be straight. Do you think, is that something that's very common in San Francisco or like, no, like that's not even, no, like no. that's supposed to be like, kind of like tech bros and all that kind of stuff? Like I was like- No, the San Francisco gay scene is, ex- so I, I worked for two summers in San Francisco and it's just like the gay scene is still very similar in terms of like how people are. And touching on that, my other like, gripe with this show is that it's just like over the top sexual like all like this environment it just paints the gay scene in a pretty negative light because it just like makes everyone look messy that being said i understand how you need to do that to have a good narrative you need characters that are flawed and it's like going to be them going through and like figuring out there's flaws and so it's like that is natural do you think andrew going off of that is that kind of and especially now i'm thinking digging back to like whenever you have first like came out in college like do you think think firstly like outwardly looking in when you were, weren't really in the gay culture that it was really hypersexualized. but then as you actually got more involved with it and everything that it's like oh no there are like kind of more aspects to it because I wonder if that was like the kind of choice that they're going for like oh like outwardly it does seem like that's all we talk about but then you get more into it we do sports we do you know there's like different leagues not all of it's strength there's like all of that but when you kind of first look at it it's like all we seem to do is either care about like threesomes hooking up and like going to bars and blah 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 maybe that was like a choice on their end but do you think that's how a lot of people see the gay community so it's an interesting question i think definitely when i when i came out of the closet i was pretty judgmental about sex i think and i think as i've grown to like meet more gay people and have more discussions like as long as you have consenting individuals and you're using safe practices a lot of this stuff isn't hurting anyone right that being said obviously there are some possible negative sides to that which i think this series explores and maybe i'm just extra sensitive to it maybe i'm extra sensitive because we don't have a lot of media that depicts the gay community there's some pieces of media that that depict gay relationships but this is a show about the gay community and it's painting it in such a specific negative light of like oh we're all just like dom is just like so casually sarcastically like oh i get to have sex with whoever i want everyone always has sex with me and i need to get laid it's like he's such a over the top but again it's stylized right and a lot of that kind of stuff yeah. at the same time we all have that daddy that's in the group too mm. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god <laughs> yeah I... well 
I see your point, Andrew, but I feel like there's a lot of, yes, I feel like there, there, there does come on like this strong, like aggressive sexual energy at first, but I also feel like there's a lot of characterizing moments and a lot of intimate moments. Like we see like, what was the guy's name? Augustine? Is that his name? Yeah. August, the, the artist. Yeah. Yeah. We see Augustine and his partner. Yes. They're like, they start out sort of in this sexual moment, but then there's also like these, this incredibly intimate moment of them just sort of laying together. I thought like, and they were kind of laughing together in bed. I thought I was like, this isn't overly sexual. This is more so just intimate. You see this characterizing moment of Dom calling his ex and like just simply wanting to speak to him, not even thinking about like having sex with him, whatever. Like he just wants to talk to his ex. And then like the character of Patrick is so like innocent and is so like, mm-hmm. so yes, he's doing the cruising thing at the very beginning, but the whole time during that, after that, he's like, ah, like I didn't like that at all. So like, we see like we see yes the aggressive sexual tension but we also do have the character that's sort of reacting to it in a way that like we have the character we have like the sexual lens we have the character who's sort of acting as maybe the audience member that you are where it's like oh like this is so aggressively sexual i don't know if i like this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like you are yourself like a character now within the series of being able to see that i feel like it's hard to make a gay show in san francisco (laughs) and not make it sexual like it's gonna have to be sexual (laughs) and i think that's just that's just a part of the gay like the gay community is that like if you have gay media like it's probably going to be sexual like you can't really properly depict gay media without like the apps or sex at all Mm -hmm. um well i definitely agree with you that the characters are not shallow there are deep characters Uh, it does feel like the narrative is almost like all right we explore these gay men who are real humans but they're they're trapped in the this toxic gay culture um and i think that is a narrative yeah Yeah. like with that comes you can't have that premise without acknowledging that the premise is that gay culture is toxic right and and so that's what the show is communicating which is why i think i kind of like got defensive so i will say i was actually extremely relieved to learn that the writers are gay yeah i could see how um it's exploring each aspect of like kind of possibly oh this can be you know possible toxic aspects of gay culture and exploring that such as aging and how we see people age or how we see you know about you know and when you look into like further into the series like how they address like oh what an aging gay kind of goes through or the not gonna lie the messiness of an open relationship you Mm -hmm. know Uh, and thus maybe that could be seen as toxic or just like the messiness of just dating and choosing you know whatever you know patrick's journey which can you know you can kind of see the toxic side of of gay culture wanting to satisfy your family and how it can kind of lead to us being toxic to towards other people or to who we date because yeah i mean there's that you know maybe we can like dig into it later because i love patrick's journey is definitely kind of like my what i love the most about this and i was just like Mm -hmm. you know for this episode in general i feel like you can kind of see every i mean it obviously revolves around everyone but it's kind of like you have pre-date date the date and then post-date as like kind of like this entire episode you know and like you know during the the pre-dating like the pre-date dinner with the doctor kind of thing it's like first of all the the craziest thing was like going to going to your ex's bachelor a bachelor party (laughs) honey i had to pose this question yeah would y'all go would you go to your ex's bachelor party it just depends it it just depends on the relationship i had with my ex (laughs) 
I'm, I'm trying to think of like my worst ex. Like it's like I love bachelor parties though. <laughs> and there's Ooh. part of me that would like want to go and like see like who he's marrying and be like he ain't anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, low key, right? Because <laughs> I feel like straight people would not have that problem. You know, like you're not gonna invite like for a girl. Oh, yeah. isn't gonna invite, like, you know, yeah, a girl's not gonna invite her ex guy to her bachelorette party because it's like <laughs> yeah. Can you oh imagine? Right. <laughs> I guess that's like, but that dips into the topic of like inviting, just simply inviting your ex to your wedding. Wedding, like, yeah. A bachelor party feels much more intimate. Like that, <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, I think it definitely fueled Patrick to start going on dates just to be able to like kind of either show out, you know, either like, oh, mm. I'm bringing a doctor blah 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 you know that whole once again i mean that's kind of slightly the quote-unquote toxicity of the gay community is like i feel like maybe people always want to try and show out do the most come with a doctor you know be like come with a doctor yeah to the point that even when he was at his job when his coworker was like hey, i think we do that i at least i've been trying to get better on like not trying to not even settle but like morph myself into something so that I can attain something that everybody wants or that everybody that quote unquote that we are kind of told to want you know um so the whole pre-dinner aspect was kind of like or at least that was like the most significant part for the pre pre uh dinner part that i realized oh my god i just want to mention that the whole time we were watching this eric was taking notes like he was just scribble 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 i was like oh my god (laughs) he has some thoughts i have a lot of opinions about this i get triggered not triggered Yeah, no, but like what a great narrative choice to make the um to like have that wedding and like show you can like clearly see the motivations behind the characters and you can see the subtle things that are pushing them. Mm-hmm. Just to throw some love on the writer, the main writer is Michael Lannon. He's the creator, the producer, he wrote most of the episodes. There's also and he's gay. This is based on his own life and the writing is really incredible. Uh I also think that the expository is done really well cuz they feed you a lot of information, but it never just feels like you're being explained it's all just done in conversation in ways that are very engaging lots of like tongue-in-cheek banter oh my there's so much witty banter in this there's so much mm-hmm. it feels like oh yeah you... from, from, from doris too from like whenever the good judy comes in and i'm glad <laughs> that you mentioned that because yeah they like if you don't even catch it like with the writing you don't even realize that they were in a relationship before you know they're like oh yeah that was quick back. yeah exactly quick kind of but it was also in the cute and cheek way because she just kind of threw a, you know they were just kind of going back and forth so i think that's a really good point that you had with the writing it's like it's not like oh we used to oh like when we used to date back in high school you know making it things like kind of super obviously no it's very kind of like subtle um but then it's like makes you think like oh okay this is a layer to their relationship like he's living with his like someone that he used to date who's now is like his basically his good judy so she really knows the tea about him (laughs) i love her also but yeah i love her work she's so good it's good, Judy. That's so funny. <laughs> right? <laughs> we all need a good Judy, all right? <laughs> we all need a good Judy. And we all have one. <laughs> right. We all have one. <laughs> Assigned at birth. No. <laughs> one more thing about like the environment and how it paints the gay community. One moment that I want to highlight is when he meets the guy in the bus. The guy's name is Richie. Or on the subway. Oh, my God. 
God. Okay. And like, Eric, you know me. Eric, what do you call me? You always say I'm bold. I am bold. Bold, honey. I will like. Girl, she will go out for it, girl. But even I'm not that bold. Like, Richie is just so over the top. And, like, I feel like maybe people watching the show must think, like, oh, that's just what, what San Francisco is like. All the guys are gay, so they can just hit on each other like that, like, so easily. And it's like, no, what? You don't just, like, approach someone on a subway and, like, start aggressively, like, hitting on, like, it's just, it's so aggressive. And I'm like, this doesn't work in real life. That's not how you do it. Right. Okay. See, I was curious about that because it's like, is that like how like it's like it's one of those things it's like is this kind of too fairy tale-ish in a way that it's like oh you know the guy just like talks to him randomly on the bus and like boom 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 he's actually really handsome he's a decent guy but yeah andrew you've been in sf and i you know i've been in some big cities like that like quite honestly it's not it's never been like that honey yeah. it's usually <laughs> at a bar or something you know never like that Henny. <laughs> I, I, just, I just feel like it makes gay men look like we're so like horny and horned up that we'll just like oh you know gay men they just find each other on a subway and go home together it's like, what? <laughs> no <laughs> i mean maybe but it's not that easy <laughs> You work up to it. Well, question for y'all. Do you, are y'all, do y'all root for Patrick and Richie like throughout the series or do you, are you not about it? Okay. So I've only seen the first episode, but from what I can tell, it looks like he's being set up as the natural choice that Patrick shouldn't go with because he is everything that Patrick is on a journey to get away from. This guy is, Richie is, I mean, he seems nice, but he's clearly someone who that relationship is not built on any sort of emotional basis or groundwork. They are two guys who saw each other, were attracted to each other, and Richie just started hitting on him. And so that goes against everything that, you know, Patrick's looking for a real relationship that's built on love and trust and not something that's purely physical. And on top of that, like, (laughs) Richie does not get a flattering intro either, because like the first thing you hear out of his uh, mouth is he like takes the the business card that belongs to the doctor that he was on a date with that says oncology oncology on it. (laughs) And Richie goes, oh, Oh, Ankaji. <laughs> so Richie is clearly not the the character for his smarts and his personality, right? He's just a basically a sexual figure in Patrick's life. So I feel like the way this show is written, Richie is clearly meant to be the the character that Patrick is tempted to end up with, but is going to go on this journey where he learns that that is not ultimately what he wants. I haven't seen the rest of the show. Ooh, honey, she's kind of hitting that on the head, actually. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's well written, right? If something's well written, it like kind of tell, like you can kind of see what they're setting up. I think Richie is really charming. I think yes, he was very bold, but like something about his little smile and how charming he was, I was like, mm, I wouldn't <laughs> mind this. <laughs> I think I and I definitely just in terms of the innocence of Patrick and like it, it's definitely they have good chemistry in my opinion from the way I've seen interact and i definitely root for it yeah. what well, one other thing i want to say just to like give this show the benefit of the doubt is i kind of like rejected the fact that they just had this quick hookup from meeting on a subway because that didn't feel authentic but what i realized is like the way that that kind of thing still happens it just happens with the help of an app like you use grinder mm-hmm. and then you you know so it's like it's not that that stuff doesn't happen but here's 
the thing. Since it's a show, you can't. It, I feel like it's probably more visually appealing to show them meeting like this and not through an app, right? It wouldn't be ex- as exciting if they met through Grinder. So I feel yeah. like it's probably more of like a narrative choice and a, like a literary constraint in terms of trying to show this thing on screen and just at the cost of being as authentic as it could be. Mm. Okay, I always felt some kind of way that they make Richie, who is the Latino guy, kind of seem uneducated, you know, and mm. and that. But then that's also a part of the journey that Patch is going to have to go through. It's like, well, you know, when you learn about his background or all that kind of stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, at least he's like trying to go to school. He's trying to do all that kind of stuff. He's trying to really like build, you know, he's going to cosmetology school and whatnot. And he was being straight up forward with Patrick versus Patrick lying to him, just saying like, boom, boom, like, oh yeah, mm-hmm, I'm a resident mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, that's just one thing I kind of like realized. It's like, oh, okay, like, although... In which, like, if you take, like, the whole racial aspect of it, it's kind of like that thing, and I feel like it's actually kind of realistic, too, in the community. It's like you have someone who's, like, you know, educated, especially in Austin. You know, you got your really, you got your people that go to UT that are educated, all that kind of stuff, and then you have people that are around the community that just do their own thing, and it's like, do you really judge someone just based off of, like, you know, how educated they are, even though maybe you have that chemistry right there from the beginning? Or, you know, do you kind of, like, maintain your quote-unquote quote standards and you know stick with the doctor or do you stick with a Richie you know or not even stick with the Richie do you even give Richie a shot you know and I think for this I feel like for the longest time I was kind of especially like while in school I was very like oh yeah no only like Dr. Plus you know or whatever <laughs> my god like, but your doctor streaming service right plus. <laughs> <laughs> but I think <laughs> I think through this series, I'm kind of like, because as I was telling you, like, I kind of, I feel for Patrick. I hate that I am Patrick, but I kind of am Patrick. (laughs) And, and so it's like been, even in the weirdest way, because like, yeah, he's like some educated white guy in San Francisco. I mean, yeah, I guess I check one box, but it's like, definitely we don't live the same kind of lifestyle or get like the same kind of like attention, like in the gay community as he Mm. would, because it's two different things. But at the same time i relate to his journey a lot being kind of like yeah just his journey a lot in general without like any spoilers but um yeah that's always kind of like this conflicting aspect i have for their relationship because i really am like really a root for them but at the same time it's like oh okay it's one of these stories like why couldn't like richie have been like a doctor or something like that yeah i have a couple comments on that one i that's a really good point it's a shame that like the show doesn't have that much diversity and then the diversity they do have is the character that's supposed to be the like uneducated flawed character then it's like really the the one <laughs> i guess there's two but like one of the people right, of color right, you make yeah. the uneducated one it's like okay and then also just like i don't want to i want to clarify that i'm not saying like oh you should only end up with educated people right but chemistry can very easily be had just with physical connection right mm-hmm. and ideally a relationship is built on more than physical connection mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of like the biggest thing to get at with that and what this show is kind of also trying to to like that's part of the theme that i'm sensing speaking of patrick though i do want to talk about jonathan groff because oh my god what a beast as you should oh yeah i pulled him up for a quick on yeah i mean he's like talented right yeah Yeah. okay first of all total hottie 
Like, I also, I didn't realize, like, I did not connect the dots because Jonathan Groff is not someone I guess I recognize, partly because he's in, like, animated stuff or in a costume. Actually, the thing I know him best from, have you guys heard the podcast 36 Questions? No. It's a narrative podcast. Turn off this podcast and go listen to it right now. It's amazing. And then come back. Wait, 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 wait. Turn off this podcast. All right. Finish finish all the episodes of this podcast and then go listen to 36 Questions. It's an amazing narrative podcast. He plays is the romantic love interest it's a two-person guy and girl love romance speaking of that i once saw a tweet that was like they never let jonathan groff play a gay man that guy is constantly playing straight roles right <laughs> so congrats he finally gets a gay role in this wait is he gay or straight he's gay yeah he's a doll yeah he's a doll are you sure yeah it's sure. like i looked it up so not only is he gay but he was actually like targeted in this april 2010 newsweek article that was like this controversial arg- argument that argued that uh gay actors can't play convincing straight actors and it was about like him neil patrick harris and sean hayes yeah and don't the the article got a lot of pushback which it deserves because holy shit like that was just in 2010 now okay i can see how that seems controversial uh pot calling the kettle black because i talk about straight actors in gay roles but we commonly acknowledge on this podcast that some straight actors do a fantastic job in gay roles okay okay but oh my god i yeah i didn't realize that jonathan groff was such a looker i'd only like really heard his voice in this podcast and then he's also Kristoff in frozen uh love and then he's King George in Hamilton. And then this is the one I didn't realize. Do you guys remember Jesse from Glee? Yes. Yeah, he's Jesse in Glee. The guy that... Bad boy. The bad boy that... Uh, that Liam Michelle gets with. That Rachel oh, Berry gets with. Yeah. Also, fun <laughs> fact, him and Liam Michelle are personal friends. They like, got close Oh, yeah, because they, were in, um, Spring they were in Spring Awakening together. Yeah. Besties. Oh, and more fun facts. He dated Zachary Quinto. Quinto. Yes, I saw. I just saw that. I was that's like, wild. that's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Siler. Oh, wait, Siler. hold on. I need to get up in this. <laughs> I need to get in that circle. Cling on. <laughs> you you want to get in that dating circle? Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> uh, yes, ma'am. I'll, I'll really got to go, Raya. Dude, I think Jonathan Raya. Groff might be my new celebrity crush because he was so cute on screen. I like when I watched the show. I just assumed he was straight, but now that I know he's gay, I'm like, oh, oh, hello. <laughs> I don't know why I thought he was straight for the longest time. Well, he's uh, extremely uh, straight acting even mm. in this show. <laughs> but I do think it's like they're trying to depict like, because they're supposed to be like mid-30s, these characters, aren't they? Like, aren't they like just generally like in their... So Patrick's like, 29 and he is the he is the youngest of the group, yeah. Okay. Ooh, that hits home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling y'all, man, look, me and Patrick, why do we get along too well? I don't, I don't get it. I hate it. I hate <laughs> Patrick, it. if you're single, Eric is looking no. <laughs> hey no i'm looking <laughs> okay it's called looking because of the grind like the thing on grinder where it's like looking like that's why it's called looking right yeah or- and i think like the tagline was like looking for love right which is like a really right, fun right, 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 like right, right, right. play on words there where it's like kind of demonstrates the whole thesis of this in a in a world where everyone's looking for sex you're trying to find a meaningful connection well the first episode was called looking for now so was it really oh my god yeah <laughs> oh my god i just want to say i know so that first scene i watched after like getting recommendations to watch this on tiktok i watched it while i was visiting my family in san antonio and i was upstairs watching it and i guess i had the volume on just a little too loud because it's like that first scene yeah. is raucous and it a was lot. loud enough that my mom like like came upstairs and was like what are you watching oh my god <laughs> i was that like was oh my god 
<laughs> it's so funny. He's like, shh, don't talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, excuse you. Uh-uh. I would have been like, wait, hold on, ma'am. We're not doing this. Right like, now. No, tell me your name. I want to know yeah. your name. I cannot. Exactly. I'm, I'm not yeah. I'm not those kind of girls. I'm like, not to knock anybody that likes to cruise and all that kind of stuff, but I got to have a little bit of intimacy. I got to at least know your name. I got to at least know what kind of uh, what kind of gummy bears you like. Did you say I got to at least know what kind of gummy bears you like? Okay, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I got to have a basis. I got to know I something about, the about you. Intimate details. Right. What's your favorite Starburst color? <laughs> Right. Red. Just so we just so we don't overlap. Oh like oh, okay, you like the orange ones and yellows? Alright, keep those. I get the I get the purple. I get the pink and the red. We get to pink? split the Starburst sleeve. That right. is like your criteria. Oh my god. Uh one, one other person I wanna shed light on is Andrew Hai, who was uh he directed like ten of the episodes of the first season, like most of the episodes he's directed. Oh. And he's also gay. And it sounds like he is fairly talented and like had done some stuff before this. And one thing they interesting they mention is mumblecore, which is a subgenre of independent film that apparently a lot of the directors that this term gets attributed to uh, reject the term. Uh, but it's like naturalistic acting and dialogue. It has more emphasis on dialogue over plot. It's focused on personal relationships of people in their twenties and thirties. And so they they say that like you can really see the influence of like that genre, that type of thing. Okay. Um, on Andrew High's directing style in this, which makes sense. And you know, uh, for another person that, like, at least this was my first time being, like, exposed to him was for uh, Murray Barlett, who plays Dom. Cause, yeah, because uh, yeah, I've seen, like, after this, and I saw him in, like, another random, like, game movie, but then, you know, he showed out for um, for White Lotus. I live, I don't know, if, yeah. <gasps> he did, yes, yeah. I remember. I was like, he's in something, I'm trying to remember. It was White Lotus. He showed out, and he was a doll. And he <laughs> time i'm glad that, like yeah each i think each of the roles i've seen him play he's been uh gay and but he's uh yeah i feel like that's like a, he came out of nowhere for me but yeah this was my first time really seeing him yeah is he and gay? Ma- yeah Murray bartlett is yes. gay mm-hmm. so, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't find too much about the other writers, but J.C. Lee is one of the other writers, and he worked on Love, Victor, which is kind of cool. Oh, okay. And, and it is it is funny to think of a writer for this show than going and writing Love, Victor. <laughs> exactly. Like, they're not, they're not straying that far from the... Uh... <laughs> Well, I guess it's a definitely more innocent. <laughs> <laughs> they still have sex on Love, Victor. Like, <laughs> oh, do they really? There's a sex scene. Yeah, oh. it's crazy. Oh. <laughs> God <know>. save me. <laughs> okay. Father, son, and house of Gucci. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, anything else in that freaking novel that you wrote <laughs> during while Let's watching? See. The whole, how did y'all feel about the whole threesome scene? Oh, like, it was sexy. Was it, like, <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying that. You're like, oh, he's hot. I was like, girl. <laughs> oh my God. Would you, was that a, was that a conversation that should have like happened way beforehand? Because I feel like from afterwards, it, it made it seem like they never even had a conversation of like, like, do we do three zones or not? You know, because, you know, afterwards he was like, so we're that kind of couple now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shouldn't that kind of talk have been like a long time ago, if anything? A while ago. They should have really talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> you do not have that talk after it happens and like right? it'd be okay right? 
Unless, I mean, like, pe- maybe, like, every couple's different, obviously. Like, should it be the rare case where, like, both parties were like, yeah, I was okay with that. <laughs> or if it was Adam yeah. Driver there, you had, like, okay, we don't even have time to talk about that. <laughs> Girl, you're addicted. You're addicted. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll say it again. <laughs> what about you? What about for you, Andrew? Do you think that was? Oh uh... yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at the way he's uh, his boyfriend is looking at him, it's like he doesn't really get the green light. He gets like a, mm? <laughs> but it was hot. But also, like, it felt maybe a little inauthentic. Of like, but straight movies do this kind of stuff too or it's like i don't know well, i actually i actually kind of felt like they kind of set it up pretty well ish whenever they were like drilling the um drilling yeah, that scene was cute chair, and then he was kind of like right behind i was like oh i know that move <laughs> <laughs> that, that little bit of shoulder you're just kind of like oh like oh you're so tall and oh yeah like, like the, tiny. the physical the choices with physicality in this show are really great too because when dom is trying to get with that like younger waiter oh my god He's, like, trying to hit on him by, like, oh, you want a bite? And he, like, holds out the fork with the food so that the guy has to eat it off his fork. And they, like, you can, the guy, like, gives him a look, like, really? Like, it's so, it's all in that, like, subtle movement, which is really cool. That was a little bit too forceful, Dom. Like, hold on, do I need to teach you a couple of the tricks? Oh, Ooh. my God. <laughs> Don't be forceful. Let it happen naturally. Like, no, that was, uh-uh. Whenever I see a threesome scene and there's any sense of like there's one person being isolated, I my skin crawls. <laughs> my skin absolutely crawls. So I'm like, I'm not uncomfortable with the fact that a threesome is happening. I'm just uncomfortable that one person's being left out, like in the smallest. Like, and there's like, it's like such a balance of like, generally like in a threesome, someone's always gonna be left out for at least one point at a time. And it's just like, I get too hyper-focused on that while watching it. It's crazy. <laughs> so i think we're ready to give our final thoughts team yes sir we sure are who wants to go first as the bell of the ball you know the crown always goes first <laughs> as but um no overall i think this is um well my thoughts for the first episode and then my thoughts for this series in general yes. um thoughts for the first episode would be a very well thought out beginning to a series that will have a bunch of complexities and bits and pieces that you can tie back to the first episode i think that's whenever i feel like something is really good i mean yeah whenever you can watch like maybe like seasons ahead and then boom you're like oh my gosh that was like from the first x y and z episodes um of the season that's like whenever i truly appreciate uh, you know a work they definitely lay out the perfect storyboard for a very good show that's like doesn't seem to be dragged on because once again this was like only like 29 minutes and we were looking through i re-looked at like the the show times and each episode's like actually like 30 something until the movie so it's like they really know how to compact this like story into like in the first season's like eight episodes so you'd be able to finish this like in a night it's a good movie you know a thing to watch with a group of people it doesn't get too long and mm-hmm. everything's very easy to follow but at the same time it's not simplified and dumbed down and and once again it's something that's relatable and i would say a good 8.5 out of 10 for my scale for like the entire okay. work that's and then the the movie makes you cry so much it's like the movies is so good like and really yeah the movie's so good but yeah the movie's a good like 9.2 for me so. dang 
Yeah. I rewatch the movie time to time. <laughs> That's specific. Yeah. All right, Eric, you go next. I enjoy this program a lot. <laughs> I think that there is something for everyone to latch on to. Like, the characters are all characterized in a specific way that, like, not all of them blend into being the same person. Like, they do a really good job of characterization. I just think it's a fun show. And if you like intimacy, that's nice, too. <laughs> I don't know. We've been talking constantly about not having a lot of gay media and representation and this show really was like such a point in time and was like one of the one existing gay medias at of its time and i just think no matter what like it's gonna hold a special place in my heart so take with that what you will And for me, I think the writing is fantastic. And I think it's a shame that the show wasn't given more life because of the viewership declining. Or I just feel like it's a shame that more people haven't seen it in general. Mm. I guess the silver lining to that is we got like a nice tight closed loop and it didn't drag on. But um, I do want more people to see this because as far as writing goes, I give it a five out of five from just seeing the pilot. It's just a really, really strong, fun, good pilot. And uh, watching it, I feel comfortable that like, oh, I think this is going to be a really good series. And so I highly encourage you to watch this hidden gem. Yes, hidden gem. I think that's a great way of explaining this. Yeah. Well, with that, we will conclude for tonight. Eric Pierre Allen, thank you so much for joining us. You're an amazing guest. You're our first guest. We did it. We finally had a guest. Thank you. No, it was very much appreciated. And I'm glad I actually had an outlet to talk about this with. And I'm glad I really got to spend time with one of my best friends and one of my named twins. And I deeply appreciate y'all reaching out and having me on to the show today. Um, And hopefully this will be one of the iconic pieces that whenever y'all are rich and famous, and then it will be rediscovered. (laughs) And then they'll be like, y'all even know the true iconic episode. But yes, this is going to be the episode that they point to when we get famous and they're like, this was their turnaround point. This was... That was the cultural shift. That was the episode. (laughs) That was when we knew. (laughs) All right. We did this at the last episode and now I want to do it at the end of every episode. Eric, we end our episodes by just chanting gay. (laughs) Thank you for watching Rainbow Room. Woo! Woo! Gay! 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 Gay!